0: going on happy thursday i clearly said at the end of the program yesterday i said don't break anything and then sure enough what happens just breaking news all over the place so today on a very special episode of pawn stars moscow edition i have this international arms dealer labeled enemy number one by former u.s attorney uh in manhattan uh preet bahara i think is his name yeah Enemy number one, international arms dealer. Enemy number one. What can I get for him? Well, best I can do is a pothead basketball player. Is that will that work for you? Well, that's what we got. That's what we got. It always seems to work out that way on Pawn Stars, particularly the Moscow edition. All righty. So, let's do a little bit of background on who Victor Boot is. He's a notorious Russian gun dealer. Dubbed the merchant of death, which I think indicates like how bad of a person he is. I think he was released from a U.S. prison today in exchange for Brittany Griner, who plays for. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. The WNBA. Does that help? Does that help narrow it down? No. Still no. Okay. Yeah, I don't know either. Do you know anybody in the room? What team? Somewhere in Texas, I'm told, by a sports ball aficionado. Bernie actually knows sports somewhat, and he said somewhere in Texas. So there you go. Boot, B-O-U-T, Victor Boot. He is 55. He's a former Soviet military officer and translator who was serving a 25-year prison sentence for conspiring to kill Americans. Uh, also for acquiring and exporting anti-aircraft missiles and providing material support to a terrorist organization. Boot claimed he was innocent. And the Kremlin repeatedly dismissed the U.S. prosecution as baseless and biased. He is merely the son of a mechanic. Which is not, that is not the Russian translation for our slur that we use against people. You don't call people like a son of a mechanic over in Russia, and it's like, oh, wow, that's so bad. No, he's literally the son of a mechanic and the son of a bookkeeper. Now, that, on the other hand—no, I'm kidding. It's uh, his uh, mechanic and a bookkeeper, and uh, those were his parents. And uh, he has now drawn a warm welcome from Russia, where uh, he will be immediately employed to help kill Ukrainians, I suspect, while we are funding the Ukrainian side of that conflict. So this makes sense, Right. Let's go ahead and release the Merchant of Death back into the uh, into the theater so he can then, I guess uh, purchase and sell death, which is what he does and uh, and then we can uh, f- uh, funnel a bunch of more money that we don't have that we're borrowing from China who totally love us. and we'll just go ahead and keep uh, f- yeah, we'll keep funding that side of it as the Merchant of Death keeps selling death to the people we're funding Boot. Has been held in uh, U.S. Penitentiary Marion, a medium-security federal prison in Illinois. He was scheduled for release in August of 2029, so seven years left on his uh, on his sentence. He is flu; he was a translator, so he's fluent in at least six languages. He has been in custody since his 2008 arrest in Thailand. He was nabbed in a sting operation led by U.S. drug enforcement agents in Thailand, posing as members of the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, a.k.a. the FARC. Feel free to use that as a surrogate phrase for all sorts of you know, fun computations and such, like what the FARC, holy FARC, I mean, the possibilities are limitless, really. But the FARC, is actually a Marxist-Leninist guerrilla group that conducted an armed struggle against the Colombian government until 2017. Now, remember, the Russians said that, th- that this was all uh, baseless and biased. There was He wasn't the merchant of death. He did nothing wrong. However, in a recorded meeting, Boot declared to undercover agents that the United States was his sworn enemy. He offered to sell them, as part of an extensive arsenal of heavy uh, heavy weapons, hundreds of surface-to-air missiles so they could allegedly use them to shoot down U.S. military advisors and the Colombian military. He got sentenced to 25 years in prison back in 2012, and in announcing that sentence, Preet Bahara, the U.S. attorney in Manhattan, mainstay of the Democrat uh, talking head circuit nowadays, Uh, He described Boot as, quote, an international arms trafficking enemy number one for many years, and that he had armed some of the most violent conflicts around the world. And we get a basketball player. Go us, USA, USA. Look, I want every American out of every prison camp in Russia, or any other country for that matter. I don't... Yeah, I I want them all released. I I, I don't know if this is... uh, Well, let me just say it this way. It seems a little lopsided. You know me, I always ask, is the juice worth the squeeze? And is this juice worth the squeeze? We're giving them back, the merchant of death, so he can be deployed to Ukraine, to that theater of war, right? That's what's going to happen here. Anybody else think that's not going to happen here? Oh, okay, sure. I guess he could actually be deployed someplace closer to America again, and we can go through that whole process of trying to track him down and catch him and try him again and all of that. Because I'm not sure if there's any—do they put any, like, uh, stipulations or or restrictions on you when you get released in a prisoner swap? Does that happen where— like, okay, like, terms of your release here, you're not allowed to be anywhere in the Western Hemisphere again, and you're not allowed to use a computer to buy or sell arms, and you're not allowed to have any contact with any of these Marxist-Leninist revolutionary groups that are trying to kill Americans, okay? Sign on the dotted line. Like, is that part of the deal? Terms of the release? No, of course not. They go right back to doing what they were doing. Meanwhile, we've got another American in Russia, Paul Whelan, and he told CNN he's disappointed. He's disappointed. I imagine he would be the Biden administration. is disappointed that the administration has not done more to secure his release. He says, I'm greatly disappointed that more has not been done to secure my release, especially as the four year anniversary of my arrest is coming up. I was arrested for a crime that never occurred. I don't understand why I'm still sitting here. He said he's happy that Griner is being released But he told CNN that he was led to believe that things were moving in the right direction and that the governments were negotiating and that something would happen fairly soon. When asked if he was surprised not to have been included in the swap, he said he was. U.S. officials have indicated that the Russians refused to release him despite U.S. efforts at negotiations. And Whelan said he was told that because the Russians have accused him of being a spy, quote, they have put me at a level higher than what they did with Trevor Reed and Brittany Griner. So here's the question I have. If you you have one of our guys charged with being a spy who is not, and you have the merchant of death that you could trade for him, is that a better trade than a basketball player? Or does her publicity or her uh, notoriety and the publicity around her notoriety and her fame, is that what elevates her? I, I've heard others suggest it's because she checks certain boxes you know in the uh in the, the the oppression Olympics and so because she has certain boxes checked she is a more valuable asset to the president that might be the case as well but if we can't get a, a an alleged spy and let's assume he is a spy let, let me just go ahead and say he's a, uh, that Paul Whelan is actually a spy I don't know if he is or not he says he's not. But let's say, for the sake of argument, he actually is. Who do you think we could swap him for? Like, it seems to me the merchant of death is a pretty high-value prisoner, no? That we could swap him for a spy. Is there somebody else of a lower stature that's not the merchant of death? Maybe like the assistant deputy merchant of death? something, Somebody like that level that we could swap out for the basketball player? U.S. officials have indicated that the Russians refused to release him despite negotiations. Whelan said he was told that because the Russians have accused him of being a spy, they put him at a higher level. Raises a lot of concerns because none of it's true. They're trying to get out of the United States what the U.S. may not be able to provide. But this is basically political extortion, he said. The Russians um, have always considered him to be in a different category. It's quite obvious I'm being held hostage he expressed concern that he might not make it back to the United States, noting he has 12 years left in his prison sentence. I got a new idea for you. You know me. There are no bad ideas under the cone of creativity. So here's an idea for you: a new holiday tradition. Light the nights. Go uptown, go to Truist Field, the ballpark there. Beautiful facility. Charlotte Knight's playing. And they've got a whole winter wonderland set up there. You can feel the magic of the holidays from Christmas Tree Lane to uh, the hockey rink, these, uh, the ice skating rink. They, uh, they're actually going to run some tournaments there. they got figure skating. And uh, it's regulation size. they got a snow tubing hill as well. You can do shopping there. You can see Santa you can have some food obviously they got live entertainment they got a light show they got it all it's light the nights festival at truist field now through january 6th and make it a new tradition for you and your family uh let's see here uh Fu on twitter it's a p tweet uh pointing out that the trade for the merchant of death that gets us um our basketball player back for that team that plays someplace that nobody watches, but we got that basketball player back cause she was, you know, carrying around some vape pen with, with weed in it. And, uh, while, whilst traveling through Moscow, I guess she was playing over there, Brittany Griner, she was playing uh, basketball over there. Um, and yes, she is the one uh, or one of the players who, uh, you know, made a lot of uh, comments and protests against America um, during the uh, the Black Lives Matter stuff. And I think she refused to stand or maybe she took a knee or something like that. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't care. That's no reason to leave somebody over there. I would point out, though, that, you know, honestly, if you're trying to harm America, getting yourself traded for the merchant of death rather than getting the former Marine accused of spying back, like that would kind of follow the pattern, would it not? But I'm glad to have an American back out of the Russian penal colony. I don't want to, I don't want to minimize that. It's good. I prefer Americans be in America. But I mean, unless you're traveling or whatever, like your freedom of movement uh, is not to be impinged. But uh, you know, if if you get arrested for carrying a vape pen and you get sentenced to what was it, 12 years? She got or something in a in a Russian. Prison camp, like that's that's not that's not cool. First off, it's Russia. Secondly, it's a bit of a harsh sentence for carrying around a vape pen. Now I know people say, "Oh, well, she shouldn't have had it with her." True, I agree, but she did. Twelve years in a prison camp. Well, she won't do it again, Pete. Okay, well that's not responsive. That's that's overkill. That's too much, and that's what Russia does. And you should always know that. I remember hearing a story now for so a little background here. um, my family uh, heritage is Russian. I mean, just a little bit. <laughs> They're already clearing out of the studio. Uh, just a just a little bit, just a wee tiny little bit. So, but they came over a very very long time ago, when other Russians did, I think. But whatever. Uh, so there's, uh, and that's what the the last name is. It's of Russian descent I think so I don't know I quit paying for the ancestry thing after it told me you know like I'm like mostly Irish I said yeah well, that's believable. then oh hey look at that from you know was it the Caucasus region you know Russia whatever it doesn't matter but I remember hearing this story and I have no idea if it's true uh but like we when growing up before the wall came down we knew oh I think I think it was actually in a high school class uh, where we, Because I was in high school when the wall came down. And one of our teachers was talking about this story, I think it was, where um, somebody went over to Russia and they told this person, this was before the, the wall collapsed and the Soviet Union collapsed, uh, before before that they went over to Russia and or to Soviet Union and they were told if anybody approaches you and drops something at your feet on the street, if you're walking on the sidewalk, you're hanging out, whatever, and somebody drops something in front of you, Do not pick it up. Do not touch it. Immediately come to the embassy. And sure enough, they were on the sidewalk, and somebody dropped something, I think it was an envelope, on the floor in front of them. They did not take it. They kept walking. And as they kept walking, they saw two agents, what appeared to be KGB agents, your stereotypical KGB agents, come around the corner and walk right over to where the envelope was but they had already walked past it and they walked right to the embassy and the embassy got them out. And I was always told growing up when the Soviet union was still around, we could not visit because of our heritage. They would probably try to keep us there. I don't know if that's true either. So this is my general posture towards Russia. Okay. From a, from a childhood (laughs) where this stuff was ingrained in my head. I don't want to go there. I have no desire to see it. And I don't know why anybody would. Plus, it seems like it's really cold. Also, commies. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Talking prisoner swapping. Pawn Stars, Moscow edition. Best I can do is a basketball player with a vape pen. You got the Merchant of Death over here. Uh, I don't know, he seems a little dinged up. Not really sure it's the real one. Joseph, in an email to Pete at thepetecalendershow.com. Pete, Pete, trading a high-profile arms dealer for a basketball player while leaving an American accused of spying, stuck in a Russian jail, hurts intelligence operations worldwide. It tells prospective assets that if you get caught, we will leave you in jail and waste any bargaining power we have on higher profile but less meaningful exchanges. Couple this with our disastrous exit from Afghanistan, and it's no wonder countries are aligning more with China now. The U.S. is simply not a reliable ally. Um, Denny says, Thank you for focusing on the embarrassment that has to be the worst Prisoner swap ever. I fell for the Paul Whelan and his family. Oh, I feel for Paul Whelan and his family. Hopefully the Biden administration will wake up and do some good here. Keep up the great content and happiest of holidays to you. Um, you too, Danny. Although Donald Trump allowed us to say Merry Christmas now. So uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and Happy Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Uh, Merry Kwanzaa happy kwanzaa to all and to all a good night okay um let me see here i had something else on the boot oh was it oh yeah have you ever seen the movie lord of war 2005 nicholas cage yeah no um so i hadn't either but if you've seen Nicolas Cage in anything, you've seen him in everything, so you can kind of guess uh, how his performance was. It, it Yeah, so uh, this film was based on Victor Boot. He was the subject of a documentary called The Notorious Mr. Boot, B-O-U-T, is how he spells it, which chronicled his career as an arms smuggler, aviation businessman, and amateur filmmaker, It premiered at the Sundance Film Festival. This was 2014. But there was another movie, Lord of War, from 2005, loosely based on him. And Amnesty International said, quote, The sad truth is that this film is largely based on facts. Gunrunners really are able to fly and ship weapons into conflict zones where civilians are slaughtered. They can arm some of the world's most uh, world's worst human rights abusers. Yet the lack of legally binding controls means that, like Nicolas Cage's character, they can laugh in the face of the law. But thank goodness that team out in the Southwest is going to have its basketball player back for the next season. Are they in season? Are they playing right now? Is the WNBA in season right now? We don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I, I uh, have no uh, culpability in the lack of uh, support for the WNBA. Zero. I'm not the target demographic, right? Target demographic is women, is it not? Bill Burr, the stand-up comedian, made a great point about this. He said to all the women in the audience, he said, Ladies, all big about the WNBA, and of course people are like, Ooh, yeah, WNBA. He's like, all right, name me your favorite team. Tell me your favorite player. Like nobody knows nobody knows anybody and this is not I'm not mocking or denigrating. there are people obviously that know that know some players and some teams, but most of Americans do not and they they're not they're not fans they're not this is like the the, the World Cup thing all over again where we played the soundbite where Don Lemon, God help me, I'm about to say this made the most amount of sense on the CNN morning show where he's saying more people want to watch the men's soccer teams play and that's why they command bigger purses. Right, they have like double the size strap that go like around the shoulder. No, I'm kidding. It's a, it, The amount of money they bring in is way more because the, the TV rights and the sponsorship rights and all of that, they're just worth more because there's a bigger audience for it. And over time, maybe the women's sport grows like that, and you get that kind of um, support. But it's been around for a while. Okay, it's been around for a while. All right, Matt. Let me go over here to Matt. Welcome to the program, Matt. Hey, how are you doing, Pete? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Well, I thought I thought it was a great trade. Um, you know, Brittany has a much better outside shot, and she's got a much higher rebounding average than Victor does. Uh, true. You know, dropping Victor's going to put a lot of room on the salary cap. Yeah. And uh, and you know, Brittany is like the only person in the WNBA that can actually dunk the ball. Oh, that's so, that's true. So, and- I mean, for those reasons, it, you know, it was a clear good. It was a good trade. It was a good trade. Um, you know, and and uh, I think that. Uh, the WNBA is going to be a lot better off. Certainly, her team will be. So. Right, and I, as far as I know, Paul Whelan can't even dribble. As far as yeah. I understand, Paul you Whelan, know, just, yeah. You no, know, I don't see him dunking the ball. No, so, so. we leave him on the board, um, yeah. and so just He's t- yeah, a th- maybe a third rounder. Yeah, yeah, you know. that's uh, that's a student analysis, Matt. I appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. Hi, right, man. That's, uh, I hadn't even considered that the outside jump shot and the ability to dunk Victor does not have that. Interesting. So speaking of trades, what can we get for Tom Tillis? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not really. I but, all right. So the other day I, I pulled this story. This is off a Carolina Journal that uh, Tom Tillis was working with Kristen Cinema out of Arizona to try to do an 11th hour immigration deal on Capitol Hill in a lame duck session. Right? They're 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 trying to hammer out some agreement on immigration quote reform don't you call it amnesty it's a path to citizenship aka amnesty but don't you call it that all right the deal would set out a path to legalization for 2 million oh so they're not even going with path to citizenship they're doing path to legalization so like weed I mean, I'm not the one equating uh, uh, undocumented immigrants or unauthorized immigrants to weed. Apparently, TELUS and CINEMA are. They're They're saying path to legalization. And you don't use that kind of language. I mean, legalization, no person is illegal. That's what I've been told. I have been assured for years during this illegal immigration debate that no human is illegal. So for them to say this is a path to legalization, they're saying right now they're illegal and no human is illegal. Such racism. The bi- uh, sorry, the deal would set out a path to legalization for 2 million illegal immigrants brought to the United States as children. These are the dreamers. And you might say I'm not the only one. Well, you should, because I'm, I'm not. I'm not one. But in exchange for help, for these immigrants, labeled Dreamers, the deal would pump an additional $25 billion into the Federal Border Patrol and Border Security, according to the newspaper. So that's what we get. Two million. What's the math workout on that? Two million illegal immigrants in exchange for $25 billion into the Federal Border Patrol and Border Security. Just going to buy our way out of this, right? That's the idea. Just I'll take some more money and throw some more money at it. No wall. No, no, but border security, I am sure, because it's going into Border Patrol. So obviously, it's got to be for security. And surely they wouldn't just take the money and sit on it or spend it inefficiently or ineffectively, it being a government agency and all. Surely the money will be used for effective measures, right? The bipartisan framework, which is still in flux, would also extend Title 42 for at least a year until a new regional processing center is provided for in the bill could be built. There would be a couple of them, regional processing centers. I don't know where these things are going to be located, but I have to imagine they'd have to be all over the country because I don't see Senator or governor, Greg Abbott slowing down. He just sent another busload of unauthorized immigrants to the vice president's house. He sent like, Almost 8,500 people up there by now. So I don't see that stopping. And if you're going to give people a path to legalization, you're going to create another rush at the border. But hey, at least the Chamber of Commerce is going to be happy. And that's really what's important, right? News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. A reminder, City of Hope CLT, City of Hope Charlotte, it's an extension of Moments of Hope Church under the leadership of Pastor David Chadwick. It's a, uh, It has partnered with eight local ministries to bring the hope of Jesus to families throughout Charlotte. And uh, you can go to the website cityofhopeclt.org, cityofhopeclt.org, make a donation. And you heard this morning on uh, Good Morning BT, uh Bill Graham, local attorney, uh Wallace and Graham, right? Or Graham Wallace and Graham. Um, I was gonna say Graham and Wallace, Wallace and Graham. Uh he's offering a match of five thousand dollars between now and next week. So if you can uh do what I did this morning when I heard him say that, and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna get your money, lawyer. And I said <laughs> And so I made a donation, and if you make a donation, he'll match it towards this uh uh this great effort underway. They're trying to raise as much money as possible. I believe the goal is somewhere around $50,000. Uh, so go check out the website, cityofhopeclt.org. You can find out all about the charities that are involved in this uh, in the project. All right, uh, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Also the email, Pete, at thepetecalendarshow.com. We're talking about the big prisoner swap, or as I call it, Pawn Stars, Moscow edition. Um, but also... Uh, the potential for maybe a trade, maybe a mansion for Tillis kind of a deal. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. So um, uh, because of this deal that Tillis is trying to work with the Democrats on before the Republicans can actually stop it from occurring. And uh, he has gotten Tillis is getting it with both barrels right now. I mean, the stuff that it, the the attacks on him in conservative media are brutal. Uh, Let me go over here to Hal. Hello, Hal. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Pete. I love your show. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Of all the labels I've heard people put on this uh, Brittany Griner Mm -hmm. person, uh, I think one they've forgotten is Un-American. I believe that she was a leader in trying to remove the national anthem from the WBA basketball games. I don't know that to be a fact, but I believe it. I know she was involved in protesting and uh, of uh America and uh, whether it was, you know, uh, taking a knee for the flag or making comments in the press and to me, I mean like that was a couple of years ago, it's not even worth my time to go back and find out because, because here's the thing. Like I know she said those things and did those things and has those views or at least did have those views and look, maybe she has a uh you know, a road to Damascus moment here. Maybe, maybe her, her eyes get opened because of what just happened. That oh my gosh, there are worse places run by white people in in the world, right? Like my God, the Russians, those white guys, they're really bad, right? Maybe she comes back and has a different view of our country now. And maybe there is some sort of redemptive quality to the story. I don't know. Uh, but you know, my view on it is she's an American, and any time you can get an American back home, that's that's good. My my question is about the value of the, the prisoners that we swapped. Because generally, I thought you try to get kind of even, kind of equal, you know? And the Merchant of Death just seems like, he seems like a higher value card in the deck. I uh, couldn't agree more. Yeah. All right. Well, great call, Hal. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Hi, right, buddy. Yes, sir. You too. Merry Christmas. Um, is it too early for Merry Christmas? I mean, Trump said I could say it again. So I, I've been testing it out on all sorts of people. All right. I'm uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Ralph, welcome to the program. Hello, Ralph. How's it going, Pete? Hey. hey uh, you know, I, I, Tom Tillis amazes me. He's trying, and he's got on board Romney and Richard Burr, and I can't remember what the other senator on this. So uh can is it possible that we could recall Tom Tillis and it, everything cuz this is his last term right. and everything yeah. uh it, it, can we recall a US Senator Not in this state there's not there are there's no recall mechanism in North Carolina. And look that's part of the reason why he's doing what he's doing right now is because he's got another what 4 years or so 5 years before he stands for reelection. So he he has the the, he's got the room, you know. He's got space to do something like this now, and hope that you know people forget later on down the road or something. Well, and you know it's, it's a joke because they're saying two million dreamers, but then they can sponsor right. their family members, their uncles or cousins and stuff like that. So you go two times uh, eleven, so we're going to get or twelve, we're going to get twenty-four million people. Into to the country. Well, if they're, they're saying 2 million dreamers, if that's even an accurate number, because there's also a thing called the woodwork effect, you know, where when you do something, you give out some sort of a benefit, you have people, quote, come out of the woodwork. And this effect is real. It happens in every government program and service that's offered up for free, quote-unquote. And uh, if there are 2 million dreamers, there may be, yeah, 4 or 5 million family members, declared family members, who then get to chain into the country, chain migration into the country too. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Ralph. I do appreciate it. We'll get into more of this after the news.